Hello, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Healing, where we are here to educate, motivate, and inspire you how to identify and recover from toxic abusive relationships, how to heal, take back your power, and rebuild your sense of self with authority, boldness, and energy. Who am I? I am your host, Michelle Boyd, certified life coach, women's empowerment strategist, and CEO of Heaven Sent Life Coaching, LLC. You may find me on my website at IamMichelleBoyd.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-E-B-O-Y-D. Are you struggling with brokenness? Baby, let me help you fix your crown. Ready? Let's go. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to another episode of the Let's Talk Healing Podcast. I am your host, Michelle Boyd, Certified Life Coach, Women's Empowerment Strategist. Thank you for tuning in. I pray all is well with you on tonight. Please remember to subscribe so you can catch when the next episode drops every second and fourth Saturday at 7 p.m. And tonight's episode, what is your drive? What drives your thinking? What drives your behavior? In my research, I read about Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs, and it's by a psychologist named Andrew Maslow. And what Maslow suggests, his theory is that people progress through five general stages in the pursuit of what they want. The first one is physiology, the second one is safety, the third one is belongingness love, esteem, and self-actualization. Physiology represents the lowest level of human need. You know, things like food, water, sleep, um, things of that nature, while self-actualization is the exploration of a person's innate potential, which is the highest level of the person. And that's what, um, in order to be your best version of you, to be the best that you can be for yourself and for and for your loved ones. But and in Mark Maslow's hierarchy, each lower level must be met before a person can focus on a higher order of needs. So if a person does not have the basics, that's basically what it is um, with the um, the lower level, the basics of life. If they don't have those things, then they will not seek anything above that because it's it's a need that's the physiology part it's a need that needs to be met once those needs are met then they start to seek higher levels in other in 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 order to get to the self actualization level those lower level um needs in the hierarchy need to be met your basic needs When we identify what our what our behavioral drives are, we can change our thinking, we can change our decisions, we can change our behavior, and we can change our world. The law of suggest the law of attraction suggests we attract what we emit. So if we are positive, then positive will come to us. You heard the the saying, "Positive vibes, positive vibes." Yes. 
because if you are positive, if you are positive, then positivity will draw to you. If you're negative, then negative will come, then then negative will be attracted to you. As I dig deeper into the mindset and how to change that, you know, how it operates. Uh, A lot of people are, a lot of people, they say, well, they want to change, they want to change, they want to change, but they don't know how. So I'm offering, what I'm doing is I'm offering suggestions on how to change your mindset in order to heal from brokenness, from pain, in order to have joy, to have peace, in order to love yourself. Because you can't love someone else if you don't love yourself first, right? We are who we are because of the decisions we made yesterday. I'm not beating up on you. I'm not beating up on myself. We are human and we learn from errors. We, we learn from the mistakes that we've we've made. Now we can learn positively or we can learn negatively. We can learn to do it again or to not do it again. Those are the external factors that help determine uh, the behavioral portion of our paradigm and how we think. But getting back to this, um, but in order to heal, you have to take back your power and rediscover or discover yourself who you are in order to become a better version of yourself. You need to understand the why, why you made those decisions. And sometimes you may ask yourself, why did I stay in that toxic relationship? Or why did this happen to me? However, when you know, when you know better, you do better, right? When you understand what, when you understand what drives your motivation, you have a better outcome. If you touch a hot stove, you learn not to You draw your hand back and you know not to touch the hot stove anymore. Your drive contributes to your your paradigm, behavioral, how you you react to external factors, your information processing, how you receive information, your cognitive psychology, and situated learning. Those are are, uh, the four contributing factors to your paradigm and how you think. A paradigm is your mindset, how you think. It's a set of beliefs. Um, Examine your paradigm. What does that look like? You know, write it down. I hope that you've gotten your journal or your spiral notebook and a blue ink pen so that you're able to write down because like I mentioned, as I mentioned before, things happen when you write. There's a release that that takes place and sometimes when you see it on paper when you're act when you're able to visualize how you are feeling it start it starts a transform it starts a transformation believe it or not but do you have a desire um does your paradigm look does your drive look like do you desire materialistic items because you grew up with limited resources Do you desire to have as many degrees as possible because both of your parents had to stop going to school in order to support the family at a young age? Do you desire to be loved, to bond and connect because you grew up without one or maybe both of your parents? The last one is is called an orphan spirit, which we'll discuss in an upcoming episode and how it affects our mindset. Now, your drive can be good or bad. It depends on what it is. Um, To define a drive, a drive creates an unpleasant state, a tension that needs to be reduced. In order to reduce this tension, humans seek out ways to fulfill these biological needs. 
What does that look like? It means when you're thirsty, you get something to drink. Dr. Cindy Trim gives eight core human drives. Now, you can Google this. There are some people have five. I liked hers uh, because it, 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 it elaborated on some things. And some of them kind of overlap with one another. But the first one is the desire to bond, to be loved, to be valued, uh, the desire to be approved, and, and the desire to connect. Now, I believe that most of us have this, this drive within us. The second one is the drive to be known, significance. Some people just have to be known for what they're doing. They have to, their name has, they have to be famous. They have to be well known. Um, The third one is to know, that's knowledge. Some people have a desire to learn, uh, the desire to satisfy our curiosity. Um, And there's nothing wrong with that. The fourth one is the desire to grow which is emotional. Some people have the desire to be spiritual. Some people have the desire to be physical. Some people have the desire to be developmental, to grow developmentally. The next one is the desire to acquire materialistic things like houses, cars, um, name brand items. The next one is the desire to accomplish to have degrees, to have positions. You have people that just strive to be the CEO of a Fortune 500 company. You have individuals who strive to have as many degrees as possible. The next one is the desire for safety. The desire to, the drive for safety, which is the desire to protect ourselves, our loved ones, our property, It's also a a drive for certainty and control and consistency. Those are good things to have. However, in doing that, if you have too much, it also creates a, a state of anxiety because if you don't feel safe, you're going to always, you're, you're seeking to be safe. You have to have that consistency. Some people have to have things the exact same way every single time. Some people have to have control of every situation, whether it's with themselves or those around them. That could be people in your family. That could be your coworkers and things of that nature. Now, as I mentioned, you know, having, having some of these drives can be good or they can be bad because there's a need to have, there's a, there's a need to satisfy the need on a daily basis. And it could lead to something positive and constructive or something negative um, something negative or something destructive an example is focusing on significance at the expense of love or growth and connection and what that looks like is it can manifest an ego-driven behavior with uh, an outcome of disconnect and the example you could probably think of is maybe somebody who is um some people would call arrogant and they shower people or those around them with lavish gifts. In return, they have to let everyone know what they've done. They lack empathy. They lack sympathy. You know, their sympathy and empathy are two different things. Another example is an individual who seeks 
who has too much security, you know, under that uh, drive for safety, too much, too much security, but they also crave adventure. You know, they're thrill seekers. They really like to go out there and just do crazy things. But also, too, if they have a, a drive of too much safety or security, then that drive for the adventure, for the thrill seeking, will never be met. They'll be discontent. They'll be frustrated. They'll make poor decisions. So those are some of the examples of of the good and the bad. And sometimes people choose seek and choose immoral methods to satisfy these drives. What does that look like? Um, identifying immoral methods, they you can find yourself in an unpleasant situation um, with an unpleasant person. Uh, you can be end up with the wrong type of people. You can find yourself consistently seeking um, negative people. It looks like um, if your drive is to bond, if your drive is to bond, and you're rejected by that person or several people, then you'll seek to bond with just anyone, just to satisfy that need to bond. A person with ill intentions, a narcissist sociopath will take advantage of you and especially if you're an empath now with the narcissist and the empath we will get into those in a few episodes but it can just lead to an unhealthy toxic relationship you'll be you're you're drained but you're a person you're a person would continue to seek to be with these types of people just to have someone in their life. We'll return with the why of your drive, okay? And welcome back. And we are continuing the Mindset Series. And tonight's topic is what is your drive? We previously discussed Maslow's hierarchy of needs, how our basic needs need to be met in order for the self-actualization to take place which is the better version, the best version of you, um, and what the core human drives are, the, the drive to bond, to be known, to know, to grow, to acquire, to accomplish, for significance, and for safety. So that is the what behind the thinking. When you understand the what and the why of how you think and why you think the way you do, you can start that healing journey. So now we're going to talk about the why, of why knowing your drive is important. Knowing your drive is important because understanding your drive will help you identify the why behind your reactions, your comprehension, your processing, and it helps you to identify and evaluate your drive. So what does that look like? Identifying and establishing or modifying your drives your, helps you to establish boundaries. A lot of times people lack boundaries. When you lack boundaries, you can find yourself commingling with the wrong people. You can find yourself in some very unhealthy relationships, and it could be you know, a significant other, your family, your coworkers, if you don't learn how to establish boundaries. And when you learn to establish boundaries, it can change your paradigm think back to the paradigm, it changes your thinking, your decisions, your behavior, and your world. And sometimes people 
choose immoral methods to satisfy these drives. And what does that look like? You know, if your drive is to bond and you are rejected or continuously rejected, you will seek to bond just with anyone. A person, what I mean by that is you have this drive to, to bond, to be loved, and you'll just accept anyone. But if you come across someone who is a narcissist and you are an empath, then this can lead to a very unhealthy relationship and a very unhealthy uh, detrimental um, situation. We are going to discuss the narcissist and the empath in an upcoming episode, so please stay tuned to that. Learning to set boundaries are important because what happens is when you don't set those boundaries, you start to formulate an attachment to that person or what some people might call a soul tie. You, you have these soul ties, these attachments get formed and created, and then you start ending, you are ending up in a situation that sort of goes into a downward spiral. And then one day you wake up and it's like, I have no idea how I got here. Most of the time it's, it's over. Some behaviors are overlooked. Some words are overlooked, but you deserve better because you're worthy and you have to learn how to sever these these attachments these soul ties so in doing that you have to start to learn how to change your mindset if you want a better world if you want a better life you have to start thinking better as a man thinketh so is he so if and there's power in your tongue and what you speak you can speak life or death over yourself you have to learn how to rewire your mind learn how to speak um Speak positivity over yourself because whatever you release into the universe has that has permission to exist over your life. So if someone continuously says, I'll never find the right person, then guess what? You've already spoken that over yourself. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So instead in establishing your drive, you have to also examine your relationships. You know, are they healthy? Are they unhealthy? Does this person bring value to my life? Is this person um, making me a better person? Or does this person take away from who I am or take away from my world? Are, is, are they leeches? Are they parasites? These people do exist. And sometimes we, um, unfortunately, uh, fall into uh, some type of relationship with them. Now, this could be, pers- it could be a personal relationship. It could be a significant other, family or even a co-worker. So we have to start thinking about what is this person bringing to my life? Are they bringing positivity or are they bringing negativity? You have the power to break free from the bondage of brokenness and hurt and pain. I'm here to suggest some tools to get you there. That's why we're talking about the mindset. If you want things to change, your mind has to change first, okay? So as a life coach, I always give you assignments. I have some journal journal prompts for you. The first one is what is my drive? Think about what drives you. What are you what motivates you? What motivates your thinking? What motivates your actions? What motivates your world? The second one, does it lead talking about the drive? Does it lead to construction or destruction? And 
do I need to make some changes? Like I said, this is going to be a lot of introspection. You're going to have to take a look at yourself. And sometimes it's not always a pretty thing. However, in order to heal, in order to grow, in order to take back your power and rebuild yourself, you have to take a look at yourself and who you are. And you have to look at your world and that includes the people around you. The third one is, in what ways have what drives me negatively affect current or past relationships? I'll say it again. In what ways have what drives me negatively affect current or past relationships? The next one, how can these drives affect future relationships? The next one. What precautions do I need to take to ensure my drive does not interfere with future relational journeys? So there's your homework. We've talked about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, our basic needs, self-actualization, what drives us. Does it, over, does it overlap with one another? Um, we've talked about the why knowing why it's important, because it helps us to establish boundaries. It helps us to establish healthy relationships. It helps us to think positively. You know, I'll give you an example. If you, if, if a person has a drive to, for significance at the expense of love and growth or connection, it manifests ego-driven behavior. And the outcome is a disconnect from people. A person who lacks sympathy, a person who lacks empathy, um, those types of people. If you, if a person has too much security, but they crave adventure, it's going to manifest discontentment. That need to satisfy the the thrill seeking drive will never be met. They'll be discontent, and then. It also leads to poor decision making. So at this, take a time where you can sit down, think about it, write it out. Sometimes when you see it on paper, it has a different effect. Beautiful souls, thank you again for tuning in. I pray this has helped you along your healing journey because healing is a journey. You may message me or you may email me at Boyd at gmail.com. If you care to support the podcast, you may cash app Let's Talk Healing. Coming up, the uh, continuation of the Mindset series. Until then, beautiful souls, I speak peace and love over you. Be blessed. If you or someone you know are in an abusive situation, reach out. To the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233 or visit them at www.thehotline.org. If you are in need of a therapist, you may reach out to betterhelp.com. Beautiful souls, remember, the power to heal from your hurt and pain lies within you. You have a choice to heal. Love starts with you. Love yourself first and love will follow.